Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. What is that name tonight? Amen. Let's exalt him. Let's give him glory together. Hallelujah. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. There's none other name that we have that we can magnify and worship. I'm going to let you be seated tonight. Amen. I have been enjoying this service. Thank you, musicians. Some of you have already had to take off for a moment there, but uh, I, I uh, appreciate the music and the worship in this church. It invites the presence of God. Amen. Amen. You never go wrong by worshiping God. That's right. And, uh, and you and I know that originally lifting hands was directed toward God. That was God's plan. Lift hands, holy hands unto him. It wasn't intended for the stadium. It wasn't intended for the rock stage. That's right. It was not intended for the theater or for all those other venues, but right here in the house of God. We have liberty to lift our hands in his presence. Praise God. Praise God. And applause. Well, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Yeah, that's right. Applause was never originally uh, intended for uh, the rock star, movie star. Uh, it was in intended for the bright and morning star. Jesus is his name. And we can clap our hands to him. With hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yeah, I know we live in a world that doesn't understand the moving of the Spirit of God, possibly. But all you have to do is be in a service like this for a little while. Something is happening here. Amen? Amen. Would you agree that this isn't, uh, it's not what's happening out there in the world? They may have their exciting times, but nothing like we have in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. There was a young man who uh, came to church. It's been a few years back, and he had been to a, a I'll call it a semi-apostolic church. <laughs> And uh, it was the best he knew. And when he came to a true Pentecostal church, after church, uh, I just got to see him. and His eyes were wide. I asked him, have you ever been to a Pentecostal church before? He says, well, yeah. He said, but this is extreme Pentecost. <laughs> Amen. Just ask him, did you feel the Holy Ghost tonight? And his face just lit up. He said, oh, yeah. I felt the presence of the Lord tonight. I trust that if you're here tonight in need of the touch of God, you're in the right place. That's right, because the Spirit of God is moving here tonight. Just reach out and touch the Lord, and as he goes by, he will meet the needs right here tonight. Praise God. Thank God. Thank God. Hallelujah. We're going to turn tonight to the word of the Lord. And uh, let's go to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 29. We'll begin there. Proverbs chapter 29 is a scripture that will be familiar to you when we get there. And it says simply this, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law happy is he. 
Amen. Why don't we just read that out loud together? That's a short scripture. It says this. Let's read it together. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law happy is he. Amen. Tonight I'm just going to title this God's Vision of Revival. Amen. God's Vision of Revival. Let's pray together for the Lord to speak to us tonight. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God, we thank you for your power and for your presence here tonight. Oh, God, thank you for meeting with us, Lord. We are blessed, oh God. We are blessed to be in the church of the living God tonight. Now, Lord, I'm praying that you would move. Oh, God, that you would open our hearts, Lord. Let us attend to the word of God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. Amen. Let's clap our hands one more time. All right, you can be seated for a little while. God's vision of revival for his church. Proverbs simply tells us there is a vision. Amen. Be assured when he said this, where there is no vision, the people perish. That assumes that there should be a vision in God's church. And we can find that vision for God's church in the book of Acts. All you have to do is open to the very first chapter of that book and you see things begin to happen. Amen. In that first chapter, you see angels appearing and you see them talking to the, the disciples and telling them to go to an upper room and to tarry there for the Holy Ghost. Amen. And oh, you just see miraculous things begin to happen. If you follow what happens through the book of Acts, you get to see the vision of God for his church. Yeah, they preached in the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts. They witnessed in the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts. People were healed by the move of the Holy Ghost. They were baptized with the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost moved. The Holy Ghost fell. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. They prayed in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Everything that happened in the Holy Ghost was God's vision for his church. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe if we get hold of that vision, God can do mighty things in the last days. Amen. If we will follow what the book of Acts laid out for us and that pattern, do we want what God gave them in the early church? Just follow the pattern of the early church. Amen. The gifts of the Spirit by the Holy Ghost moved in that day. Praise God. And we are living in the last days. And I believe God has revival right now just like he did then. Amen. Has it been happening in this church? Praise God. You ended up 2013, starting out 2014 with that same Spirit right here, residing here. When we come into the house of God, we expect the Holy Ghost to move. Amen. I don't expect to sit on a pew and be unmoved. I expect for God to move upon my brother, my sister. Amen. I expect to feel his touch upon my heart. When a visitor comes, I expect them to be moved. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Where there is no vision, the people perish. A church, any church, in any part of this world that will embrace and implement this vision from the book of Acts 
of moving in the Holy Ghost, the expectation of a move of the Holy Ghost, there'll be revival there. It can happen anywhere. And some of you have been in some tough places, and I have too. And some have said, oh, it's just too tough. God, uh, he, he just doesn't, you know, he just can't move there like he would in some other cities. I've seen it happen, folks. Amen. Amen. I've seen God move in areas where it's never happened before simply because someone embraced the vision. Praise God. Where there is no vision for the move of the Holy Ghost, people will perish. Without this Acts 2.38 message, people will perish. That's right. Without somebody that has a vision to preach repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, people are going to be lost. If our gospel is hid, the Bible tells me it's hid to them that are lost. This vision that God laid out for the church is the only plan of salvation. There is no other plan. Amen. There is no other way. This isn't plan A and then there's a plan B if this doesn't work. Amen. His blood was shed. Amen. He rose from the tomb. And he gave us this message, and this is it. Hallelujah. And oh, I love it. Praise God. Woo, hallelujah. I love God's vision for the church. Amen. There's power in the Word of God that comes to us. Amen. And the book of Acts is where we find that vision played out and laid out for us. Everywhere they went, they witnessed in the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. Amen. I'm talking to some people who have the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Whew, hallelujah. Amen. And I've seen some witnesses in action. I got to meet Mario today. <laughs> and let's see, who else did we meet today, Brother Everett? <laughs> Praise God. I'm not going to put him in the spot. I wouldn't embarrass you anyway, would I, Brother? <laughs> Let's see if it can be done, right? <laughs> but there are ways that God can inspire us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Without that vision, people will perish everywhere they went. Amen. Sometimes we just feel like what we're doing is so minor and so small and so minuscule. And uh, there was a, a little church just about a year ago over in Colorado, and uh, I'm talking small. I'm talking about 20, uh, 20 people in that church. They decided weekend of Christmas that they would just, they'd just go out and do their part and invite their neighborhood. It was one of those bitter cold days, kind of similar to what was here last week. It was down hovering around zero. Wind was blowing a little bit, and uh, that little group, came in the church on Saturday morning and prayed and kind of looked outside and, well, I guess we'll do it, you know. You know how you feel sometimes. And uh, I know how many doors we knocked because there was a specific number of door hangers that had been put together. They had bought two dozen little candy canes, you know, in the wrappers and tacked a little track to each of those. So we had 24. We were going to knock 24 doors. There were about half a dozen of us. And you say, well, why bother, you know? Well, because we're doing something for the Lord. Amen. We've got the Holy Ghost. 
We believe God can move. Amen. And so we did some praying, and there were some little children, and there were some of adults, and we split it up in two or three groups, and we just went down through there, knocked a few of the doors. A couple of folks answered. The rest, we just hung on the doors, and uh, we believed God that it heard our prayers. Well, Sunday, um, that was the Christmas weekend, and uh, we had church. And somewhere about the middle of the service, lo and behold, uh, a visitor walked in. Sat down over there on that side, and as the service began to progress, this man was evidently moved upon by the Lord. He began to lift his hands. He began to tremble under the power of God. At the altar call, he was the first one to the altar, brother. He came and he fell upon that altar and began to pray to God. He was speaking in other tongues. Amen. And after the service, we began to talk to him. I said, well, how'd you hear about this church? He said, I just drove by the other day and something just told me I need to come to that church. He said, I've never been here before. Don't know anybody here. But he said, I've had the Holy Ghost in the past. God has just been dealing with me to find a church for my family. And there he was. Did we knock his door? We didn't. We didn't knock his door. We did what we knew to do and believe that God would work with us. Can God do something beyond our little efforts? Well, I hope so. If not, we're in big trouble. <laughs> Amen. If it's all dependent upon our efforts, oh, we're going to be struggling. We're going to be in trouble. But, brother, would you help me and get Mark chapter 16, verse 20, and put it up Amen. The Bible tells me that we can do something here. And the Lord, who fills heaven and earth, he can do things where we don't see and we can't be. It says, they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Now, signs to me mean something miraculous. Amen. That's what it means in the scripture. It means something beyond what our human ability can accomplish. We've become so accustomed to in our minds, limiting God to what we can do, that we fail to see that God is working while we're working. We're doing what we can do, and God says, they're doing what they can do. Watch what I can do. Amen. If we can get a vision of what God can do beyond our abilities, probably about every day, we pull this out of our pocket, that little case. Maybe ladies carry one in your purse. And we become accustomed to just pushing a little button there. And uh, we expect something to happen in some distant place. And uh, I push that button. Something's happening. Somebody's phone's ringing. Brother Merriman, you better answer that. <laughs> we become accustomed to that. Praise the Lord, brother. <laughs> Can I knock a door here and God be knocking on somebody's, the door of their heart somewhere else? Amen. Can I take an action here and God responds with a reaction somewhere else? Can I pray right here and God move on the other side of the earth? God is able, working with us. Working with us, confirming the word with signs following. 
Amen. I believe it. We got together with this brother, got together with his family, opened a Bible study chart in their home, and who would have ever thought, right there in that home, we began to teach them the word of the Lord. And when we got about the third lesson, uh, the, the son, he was about 12 years old, we, we just had just opened the chart for that third lesson. It was uh, Search for Truth we were teaching. And he began to weep. He just began to sob. And so we just kind of pushed the chart aside. We said, what could, what's wrong? He said, I just feel like I need to pray. Well, let's pray. God filled him with the Holy Ghost right there in their kitchen. Amen. God confirming his word with signs following. Oh, we never would have thought, I don't suppose, that we were just knocking 24 doors and God would open a door somewhere else. But God can do it for you, and I'm sure has done it. Amen. For many of us right here in this congregation tonight, praise God. We can pass out a card, brother. It can end up in somebody else's hands. It may not be the person we're handing it to that is hungry, but it can end up, God can direct that. God can direct some things. Amen. He is the master. Praise God. There was a church uh, back in Colorado and do, doing some praying and some fasting, believing God for, for souls to come in. And many souls were coming in. One night, a man came in the back door. Nobody recognized him. And the church was full, packed. It, they were having a time, a lot like we were having here tonight. And uh, he walked in and just kind of stood on the back, a little scruffy looking. Um, nobody was, of course, judging him, just hoping that he would feel the touch of God. And as the service progressed, it came about the time for the altar call. That man made his way down to the altar. And everybody just gathered around and began to pray for him. And God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Nobody knew who he was. He got up from that altar. And he'd been speaking in other tongues. Somebody asked him, have you been baptized in Jesus' name? He said, no, but I'd like to be. And, uh, and uh, they put him down on that water in Jesus' name. That night, that man was born of water and of the Spirit. Just walking in from, we didn't know where. We got to talking to him a little bit after church and just fellowshipping and this new brother in the Lord and uh, asked him, how did you find out about the church? Who do you know? He said, I don't know anybody here. These are all strangers. And uh, Well, how'd you get here? He says, well, he says, I'm sorry to say I'm homeless. He said, but I was down in the bus station downtown and I'm just paraphrasing. And uh, he said, walked in the restroom of that bus station and as, as I went to walk out, there was a piece of trash on the floor. I went to pick it up he said it was a tract. And on the back of it, it gave the address of this church. He said, I hadn't eaten in about three days. And I thought, well, I'll go out there. You know, maybe somebody will have a, a kindness of their heart would, would help me out a little bit. And as he made his way out to the church, it was a couple miles away. He read that tract. It told about the Holy Ghost. Well, guess what? Nobody handed him that tract, but God directed him. Amen. God can lead people's steps. 
God can work on people's hearts. Amen. Without a vision, the people are going to perish. But if we can grasp, if we can embrace the vision of the Holy Ghost working with us, God moving in ways beyond our abilities. Hallelujah. God can bring a harvest beyond, beyond what we could ever imagine. Amen. God is able. Let's thank him for it right now. Amen. There is a God of heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is still the master. Jesus is still the one who can take a little boy's lunch. It's just a couple of fish and a few pieces of bread, and he can feed 5,000. He can take our most minor, modest efforts, and he can multiply our ability. Amen. He can multiply what we're able to do, and he can feed those that are hungry. Praise God. Praise God. That's in the Bible. That's in the book of Acts. Praise God. Luke 19. If you'll turn there with me. Brother, if you can put that up on the screen. Luke 19 and verse 13. This is a parable that you may recognize where Jesus tells a parable about a nobleman and uh, he called his servants into him and in verse 13 he called his ten servants and delivered them ten, ten, ten pounds and said unto them occupy till I come now we know what that word occupy means because some of us have an occupation <laughs> and uh, we're occupied daily for about eight hours a day if it's a full time job and we are occupied and a living for ourselves, for our family. And Jesus simply said, take these pounds here that I have given you, this, this uh, money. And he said, occupy. Work with it. Do something with it. Occupy till I come. And, and some folks could look at that and say, well, that word occupy might mean the military term just to occupy the territory, just to, to sit in it and to, uh, to be one of those that's just occupying that enemy territory but when I see what Jesus tells in this parable he rewarded those who were actually doing something he rewarded those who were not sitting and waiting for it to happen but they were up doing something waiting for it to happen amen somebody said well doesn't seem to be uh, any difference whether I do something or whether I'm sitting nothing happens <laughs> well that's because there's no faith there Praise God. When we want to see souls come into the kingdom of God, Jesus gave us the key right here. Occupy till he comes. Amen. We can sit and we can complain about nobody coming. Amen. Or we can get up and we can work and expect somebody to be touched by the hand of God. God is able to do it. He did it for me. Amen. God sent somebody to me. Came knocking on my door one day. Began to tell me about the Spirit. I didn't go to him. He came to me. He was occupying. He was taking that talent that God had given him. And he was embracing the vision, amen, of taking the, the Holy Ghost power that God had given him and occupying, occupying till he came. Amen. God will give us the strength. How do I know that? Because the Bible tells me in Isaiah 40, it says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. 
There's another word that some, so many interpret, saying, well, if I wait, that means... Let me know if he gets here. But you know what a waiter does. If you went to a restaurant today, that waiter isn't doing this. Amen. He's up and he's running. That's a hard job. They're putting miles on the soles of their feet every day. Amen. They're busy. And if they're going to earn a tip, brother, they're going to be very busy. They're going to be smiling. They're going to be happy about what they're doing. They're going to be doing everything they can to take care of that person, that patron who came into that restaurant. Jesus said this, or the word says this, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Amen. Oh, when you're out there talking to somebody about the Lord, you come to the house of God, and guess where you find that strength? Right here. Hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Ghost begins to move. And all oh, the Holy Ghost will knock your socks off if you've been out waiting on the Lord. If you've been out occupying till he comes. Woo, hallelujah. Expect a blessing when you come to the house of God. Woo, hallelujah. Expect the Holy Ghost to move on you when you come. Expect when you lift your hands for the Spirit of God to move. Hallelujah. Somebody's going to get renewed. Somebody's going to renew their strength. They that wait upon the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. 2014 is here. And revival is here. Amen, amen. We're not waiting for it. We are not waiting for it. It's here. Hallelujah. There are hungry souls about us. And uh, if, if you took the challenge Thursday night and grabbed one of those cards and passed that out, did anybody give you a positive response? Amen. There you go, brother. Praise the Lord. We had a team effort there today, I can tell you that. <laughs> Amen. We did, I mentioned this morning, we handed a card to a young lady, and she said, I'm going to come to that church. Didn't she, brother? Yeah. Smiled. Amen. Of course, we smiled first, you know. What do you expect? <laughs> We're going to be friendly, and we'll get some friends out of that. We're going to invite some people to church, and there will be some that will come. And if they don't come, that car get in up in somebody else's hands. The Lord's working with us. The Lord is working with us. Amen. We're occupying till he comes. We're waiting upon the Lord. Praise God. And he'll renew our strength. Amen. And people will come and be saved. Thank God. Amen. Don't have to live for God for decades to be used by the Lord. Turn with me to Acts 22. We're going to read about the conversion of Saul, who was to become Paul. And we'll just read a little bit here. Start at verse 10. And Paul is recounting his personal testimony of how he was going to Damascus before he was converted. And he was going down there uh, to bring some people in back to Jerusalem to trial. And he was bringing Christians back to trial is what he was doing. And he was smitten by the hand of the Lord, saw a great light. 
and uh, heard a voice speak to him. And in verse 10, he said, I said, what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, Paul said, arise and go into Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for thee to do. And we know what an appointment is. Something you want to keep. <laughs> all right. So God said, in red print right here, there are some things appointed for you. You have some appointments. In verse 11, when I could not see for the glory of the light being led by the hand of them that were with me, I came into Damascus, and one Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good report of all the Jews which dwelt there, came unto me and stood and said unto me, Brother Saul, receive thy sight. There's one of those appointments right there, brother. He had an appointment for God to restore his sight. I wouldn't want to miss an appointment like that, would you? Where the miraculous power of God is waiting for me. Paul didn't miss that appointment. He went down there just the way the Lord had told him to do. Amen. But that wasn't the only appointment. Verse 14, and he said, The God of our fathers hath chosen thee, that thou shouldest know his will, see that just one, shouldest hear the voice of his mouth, for thou shalt be witness unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. Verse 16, And now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. That's an appointment you don't want to miss either. Amen. Where you go down in the waters of baptism and come up free from all that past sin. Anybody make that appointment in your life? Who here has been baptized in Jesus' name? Aren't you glad? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That I didn't miss that one. Woo, hallelujah. But if you haven't made that appointment yet, if you're here tonight and have, been, have not been buried in the name of the Lord, this can be your night to keep that appointment. And you'll never regret it. Amen. Amen. They that believe on him shall never be ashamed. Shall not be ashamed. Praise God. If you remember that night when you were baptized, whoo, I'll never forget it. I wouldn't even... I wasn't even planning to be baptized that night when I came to church. I was just a young man who was in trouble. Amen. I came up, and I was just standing back while people were praying. And as I was standing there, God used a man of God to walk up, lay his hand on my shoulder. And as he prayed with me, he just leaned over and he said, Isn't it about time for you to be baptized? And you know what? What could I say? Yeah. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I'm so thankful I made that appointment. I went down in the water that night in Jesus' name. When I came up out of that ice cold water, <laughs> I didn't even know it was still cold. I came up out of there. I stood there. They told me 15, 20 minutes. I don't know. I wasn't paying any attention because I wasn't feeling that cold water. I was feeling the power of God. Hallelujah. I was feeling the presence of the Lord who had washed away my sins. Amen. I was buried with him in baptism. That's an appointment you don't want to miss. And so as a young, new convert, we're reading right here. The Bible says that God prophesied through Ananias here. And it said in verse 14, here's some appointments that are coming down the road for you, Saul. The God of our fathers hath chosen thee that thou shouldest know his will. That's one of the things that's going to happen. 
and see the just one. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't miss that one either. And shouldst hear the voice of his mouth, and thou shalt be his witness unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. And Paul kept those appointments, brother. He stood before kings. Amen. There was some, there was some opposition. There was some adversity along the way. Amen. And on his way to some of those appointments, there was a shipwreck. On his way to one of those appointments, he was stoned and left for dead. On his way to another one of those appointments, they laid so many stripes on his back, they lost count. They got to 39. They said, that's good enough. Paul kept his appointments. Amen. Didn't matter what opposition was in the way. Will we face opposition? Amen. In living for God, will we face opposition? Amen. But will we have victory in the Holy Ghost? Oh, yes. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I'm not sure I heard a resounding amen on that one. <laughs> but all we have to do is look at the, the pattern of Paul's life. And that pattern shows us, us that before a great appointment, there's probably going to be a great disappointment. A disappointment many times precedes that encounter with God that we so desire. Now, I don't know if anybody here has ever been disappointed. <laughs> it does kind of seem to be part of, uh, part of this human life, doesn't it? Is there anybody here who has not been disappointed might be a better question to ask. Now, I'm not talking about discouraged. We're not going to go there. Because discouragement, that's a spirit. Discouragement causes people to be lost. It causes people to backslide and go right back out to the world that God had delivered them from. Go right back into that sin. We're not talking about discouragement. Amen. We need to rebuke that spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. God has given us power over all power of the enemy. Praise God. We come against discouragement. We come against doubt. We come against fear in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Those are not going to conquer us. We're going to conquer them. Praise God. Praise God. Let's thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. But if you've encountered disappointment, welcome to the club. Welcome to the human race, as somebody said. But God can still give victory if we are willing to accept the fact. The Scripture tells us many places Count it all joy, my brethren, when you fall into divers temptations or testings or trials. Or Why would we count that all joy? Because we know there's something beyond that trial. Amen. And when you live for God long enough, you realize, hey, that trial is just a stepping stone to a victory. Amen. That valley is just a, a trans... Where we transcend that valley and, and ascend the next mountaintop. I, ho I hope I'm saying this right. I hope I'm saying this in a way that you understand what I'm saying. Because we've all experienced disappointments. Maybe some very recently. But there is something to know here. Is that before every appointment comes that disappointment. But there's victory on the other side of that disappointment. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Oh, there's glorious, the touch of God. We're just looking at the pattern in the book of Acts. Amen. He said, I have appointed thee some things to do. Coming in the, the year of 2014, there are some appointments that God has set out for those in this church. Amen. I, I want to make every appointment God has for me in 2014. Does anybody here want to make that appointment? Hallelujah. Are you going to pray through every disappointment? Let me ask again, are you going to pray through those disappointments? There may be a loss along the way, but there's going to be something to gain in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. There may be times we need to come and fall on the altar. Brother, come pray with me. Sister, come pray with me. Some things have happened I didn't know were going to come my way. We need the help of our brothers and sisters. Somebody once said, very few churches are ready for the revival or even desire the revival that God wants to send. And this is probably the very reason what we're talking about here. Just not willing to endure the tests and the trials that lead to those mighty moves of God. Hallelujah. But I believe there's a church right here. Amen. Amen. I, I'm looking at some folks that you have endured some trials. Amen. You have pressed on through those with the help of God. Amen. You have been occupying. You've been waiting upon the Lord. And God has some appointments. Hallelujah. Can we stand together tonight? I don't have a whole lot more to say tonight. Except, God, we need your help. Lord, we need the touch of God. Lord, there's some appointments coming our way. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, how do you know God has set some appointments? How do you know he hasn't? <laughs> Woo, we'll find out. Amen. Amen. If we'll keep pressing. Amen. Amen. There's, there's a need for prayer and fasting because there's some things we're going to press through. Amen. Hallelujah. There's some things this church is going to press through on the way to the next victory, to that next mountaintop, to that next encounter with God, to hearing his voice the next time, to that next soul that, that attends to the word of God, that comes and prays through the Holy Ghost. Oh, there are some victories coming your way. There's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. I feel it coming already. It's like a wave, like a breaker. Hallelujah. Oh, I want all his waves and all his breakers to wash over me. Hallelujah. He'll come and pray with his sister right here. Amen. Is there anybody else that wants to come and pray? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, that's right, that's right. Amen. Brother, we need to pray one for another. Sister, we need to pray one for another. Oh, that's right, that's right. Tonight is the night to get victory. Victory in the Holy Ghost tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And what are we waiting for? Ooh, hallelujah, hallelujah.